Welcome, everyone, to the Live Your Legacy podcast. I'm thrilled today to have as my guest, Leo Madrigal. Leo, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. And we're very proud to uh, be part of you. And uh, I just want to thank you once again. Uh, very excited. I'm very excited about this moment. Uh, well, it's just wonderful to have you here. I have so enjoyed getting acquainted with you over the last number of years and learning more and more about your story because I think it's so remarkable. And one of the themes of our program is to really highlight and feature individuals that I see truly living into their legacy, their personal legacy, and and really doing and contributing in the world what they were born or, or maybe meant to do and living into their purpose. And I think you certainly embody that. Well, thank you. You know what? And uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's really not easy. Nothing is easy in this life, and you know that uh, everything that you want or or or, or that you need, you have to work for. Yes, absolutely. I think work is the differentiating factor. Whether that's doing the work internally and stoking our own belief in what we can do, or whether it's through education and learning our craft, or whether it's just putting in the time to achieve a level of mastery like you have in your profession. Well, you exactly say the correct word is putting the time. You know, you put the time, you will get rewarded. You will make things not a lot easier, but easier than what was a year ago, or two weeks ago. That's no doubt about it. Yes, I totally agree with you. Well, for those of you who may not, for those uh, listeners that may not recognize you or what you do, um, you founded a restaurant here in Phoenix a number of years ago. You have a long history in that industry, which we'll we'll get into and we'll talk about. But uh, your restaurant has been ranked number one in the nation by Yelp, which is incredible. Well, you know what? Yes, and very, very blessed, very proud of that. And and, and nothing, nothing. I guess I, I was to me. It's everything to my guests who come here and really enjoy the, uh, the the food, the drinks, and the service. And you know, thanks to all of that, then this went number one. But that uh, I work hard. Yes, I do, and I love what I do. Yeah. Well, it certainly shows. I mean, it comes through. You can feel the love in your food. I think the way that your staff embraces um, customers when they come in and create a memorable experience, uh, it's truly a pleasure. It's one of the places that I most love to bring out-of-town guests when they come visit to have a truly unique experience. And uh, it's just so authentic on many levels. And I think that makes it really memorable for everybody that has the opportunity to enjoy your craft. Well, thank you. And I tell you what, I tell you, uh, you, you hit one of the points that I love the most is it's good service or great service. Um, I did everybody with like family in the, in the restaurant. Uh, everyone who works with me is part of my family. So they understand that who anyone walks through the door, they're part of a family. It don't matter who it is or, or any. I mean, it's just, it's part of a family. Yes. Uh, that's just a wonderful way of looking at it. And I love that spirit about about business at looking at your customers or clients or whatever, especially in a service-related industry and just valuing that relationship and considering those people like they're part of your family. Yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I want to tell you something real, real, uh, real to my heart. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, my grandma, uh, we used to have family and friends come to her house and we have food and, you know, we feed them and, you know, everything. And, and she used to tell me, anybody who comes to your house, anyone who's visiting you, 
you have to make sure that they live happy so they want to come back and see you again. And you know what? And that's that's what I, I how I feel with my guests, uh, part of my family. They had to live happy. I had to be talking to them, uh, touching them. And, you know, uh, uh, so when they leave, they say, well, I can't wait until I'm coming back. Yes. Uh, well, I think everybody leaves your place happy. <laughs> Anyone well, that I'm taking there definitely leaves happy. And it's not just because of the margaritas. They, they enjoy the service and they love the food as well. And, uh, and they do feel like family. So let's talk about, you mentioned your grandmother. Uh, you grew up in Oaxaca, Mexico. Yes, in Oaxaca, Mexico. Yep. And so talk about um, early life in Oaxaca, Mexico and your relationship with your grandmother. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, uh, we were poor. We still poor. We were broke and we still broke. But the memories that I have of my family, you know, spending time with my grandma, my uh, my brothers and my cousins, uh, running in, around the house. And I mean, it was an old house, you know, we used to run and break things and we would kind of jump and be afraid, you know, and my grandma coming in and used to see that and she used to laugh. And we asked her, but you don't get upset. There's nothing, it doesn't cost anything. You guys enjoy life, enjoy life. There's nothing to be worried about, it, you know? And those are the great memories that I have with my grandma. Uh, she was a great cook. Um, I remember when uh, I, I was very, very, very young, very, uh, a little town was so small that, that you would say three, 400 people live in it. And when we make mole or chocolate, we had to travel um, at least three, four hours to have a, bigger town to buy the cocoa beans, the uh, uh, peppers for the mole, the cinnamon, the almonds. I mean, you just go and buy everything and they come back home and, you know, you start toasting and and and, and, and uh, grind it in the stone. Okay. So it used to take three days to make mole, to make chocolate. But I can remember, I remember those smells, that, especially with the chocolate. You know, you start roasting the cocoa bean and, and the cinnamon and, 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 and the sugar and everything. You can get those smells. You're like, oh my God, it smells so good. And then you start grinding everything and then start getting the paste. Uh, I mean, those are memories that, that never going to go away. Yeah, the cherished memories. You can still probably smell the smells, right? I can tell you what, yes, yes. I mean, I can, you know, right now, it's like when I close my eyes and just just go back to those days. And, you know, when I remember my grandma, she used to go do this and, and put the sugar and everything. And the first part of chocolate, it was for all of us, just to taste it, just to, just to get over with it. You know, so it is amazing. It's amazing. That's incredible. So your your hometown at that time was three to 400 people. Yes, and you said you'd travel three to four hours just to get the provisions yes. or supplies, ingredients yes. to be able to make that. To make that. And you'd yes. spend three days to and make, to make chocolate. Yes, yes. Because you you have to toss everything, okay? And and you have to really do by by the stone, okay? So it was not a, a machine or something like we have now that you put it in there and about 10, 15 minutes is done, it's, it's over. No, it used to be not only one, but two or three or four times until it really was like a paste, mm-hmm. okay? And you know, to... To grind a pepper, it's, it's not easy. It's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. And then you put the seeds and then you put the cinnamon and then do the, the rest of the ingredients. You know, to make really, really Oaxaca mole, it's about the 65 to 60, 67 ingredients that you have that you have to make the mole, but it's, it's amazing. 65 to 67, 67 ingredients. Yes. Do you have all that memorized in your head now? Not everything. So I do remember all, all the flavors and, you know, when it used to be the big comal, 
and and she used to put everything and just really with her hands just rose and shake and move and then she take it out having I mean, the smells especially when you put a uh, sesame seed they start jumping I mean it was amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah you know so those days uh, we uh, we have no uh, refrigeration uh, we have to use everything was fresh uh, by seasons so we cannot waste anything because it was no money so we have to use everything everything talking about everything you know uh, from using the oranges to to do the mangoes and and, and conserve and everything so it is a lot a lot of a lot of great memories that i will not change for anything yeah that's just remarkable so you were cooking seasonally based on the ingredients or vegetables or, or things that were going into what you were cooking yes Yes. Um, and then no refrigeration at no all. No refrigeration at all. Okay. So yes, to do the uh, the beef, I mean we have to let it dry, air dry, temperature dry. Yeah. You know, just to put a hanging in there in the in the not in the ceiling, but you know, just just hanging in there for like, you know, three, four, five, six days and kind of dry and they were really dried up and it's where the work uh machaca coming from, uh that you have to let it dry, you know. And then, then when you are ready to cook, um just put it in water and get it back to life. Yeah, that's incredible. So that was really the origin of machaca beef. Yes. Then. Yeah, I, you know, it's part of that. It's in different versions and everything. It's no doubt that coming from Oaxaca, you have the cecina and the carne seca. Mm -hmm. that, that's the way carne seca is, is a dry beef. And that's the way that we used to do it in Oaxaca. I mean, it was no other way. You know, you just put some little oil and salt and, and hang it and let it, let it mother age. nature to, to, to do their thing. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. So talk about your transition to um, America. What what age was that for you? Well, I'll tell you what. So when I was about eight, nine years old, we moved to Mexico City. Uh -huh. And my father had friends over there who used to have a little taquerias and things like this and everything. So uh, at my age, you know, we were with my grandma. I always was doing something because we had us always to do something. And I was next to her all the time. So when we got to Mexico City, I say, you know, I, I, I got to do something. I mean, it was still no money. So, I mean, we used to, I used to go and, and help in the taquerias or the restaurants and, and whatever, whatever I need to do, I do, you know, and, and, and in Mexico City, uh, my grandma and I, we start making chocolate and go house to house to sell chocolate, Oaxaca from, you know, chocolate from Oaxaca. And those are the memories that I have. So yeah, so those were the uh, the stages when uh, in Mexico City, and then so uh, you were about nine years old. Then? About nine years old. So yeah. nine years old. And what about just the culture shock of moving from a very small remote environment yeah. to Mexico City? I, I I tell you what, and you just remind me that it was a really big shock because in the little town you can run, you can do anything from. 15, 20 minutes, you can one side and the other side. But when we arrived to Mexico City, you guys like, Jesus Christ, I mean, you see all this traffic and people walking around and nobody say hi to you or anything. You know, the little town, you find somebody that says, hey, good morning, hey, right. good afternoon. When you go to the city and they just say good morning, good afternoon, they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> so it was a big shock. But you know what? We uh, we we made it through. We survived. And, uh, you know, when I was 18 years old, I moved to Houston. Uh, you know, I started working in a, in a, in a, the culinary uh, field. I went to culinary school for six months. Uh, I won a prize for six months to uh, the company that I was working for. They pay for it. Uh, so I have a lot of, a lot of days that I have to 
be learning on on into the system just by working on it every day in and out mm -hmm. uh and that's the way for me that i did did i went to culinary school yes i did i did it for six months uh but everything else is our memory and all the experience that i have in, in my life working with uh with the restaurants so the culinary school was a a bit of a formal education or, around food yes but mostly you were relying on your real life experience yes. that you had grown yes. up with yes and i think it's remarkable that you sold chocolate door to door with your grandmother in mexico city i, I tell you what it's true that was only chocolate we used to make flowers and this and that so we have to survive and you know thanks to my grandma that she was there all the time and the ideas that she has and says yeah let's do this let's do that you know but the one of the biggest thing was the chocolate and 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 believe it or not you know that was during the weekend because i have to go to school but uh myself i used to have um ladies who i had to go there every week and deliver the chocolate and finish myself really quick and go back home you know my grandma and the rest of the guys they had to go and, and celebrate so i was very so you had like regular customers yes. that you built up that's so yeah. funny leo i have a funny story to share with you my first business was a partnership with my grandfather. I lived in upstate New York. I was almost the exact same age, eight or nine. And um, I wanted a bike at that time. And uh, my grandfather had this huge garden outside of town. So he would grow vegetables in the summer. And then we had this old antique wooden wheelbarrow with a, with a steel wheel. It was so heavy. I don't even know how I could lift it at that age. But every week I would meet up with my grandfather and, and we would get vegetables from his garden and I would go door to door and sell the vegetables. <laughs> But, but uh, I, that I, was like the first business. So you had a very similar experience. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I think that's, that's, that teaches us to be better on life, to really not to take anything for granted because uh, whatever you want, you have to work for it. You, you really have to, you have to, you have to fight for it. I mean, yes. it's not like it's coming and given to you, you know, and that's a great, great, great uh, a feeling that, you know, hey, I work for this, you know, this is what I have and I work for this. Yeah, it wasn't There's given to me. great sense of accomplishment and self satisfaction in that, right? Yes. And you're, you're you're building your own self confidence and self belief. And the remarkable thing is, at our age, that was acceptable. In this day and age, nobody would send their eight or nine year old child out to sell door to door. I, I, I tell you, what, I agree with you. It is, uh, and we we will get in trouble now. Okay, <laughs> but those those days, I mean, it, you know, maybe maybe it's what we're, it's what we're missing. You know, the, 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 you know, my, my son Brian and Edson, they were responsible for something all the time at the house when they're growing up from, you know, five to nine or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of them right now because they, they, they're really good men. They, you know, they've, they both finished college and they all, you know, Brian, Edson has his own uh, little place and, and Brian is working with me. So. Yeah. I've had the good fortune to meet Brian. So wonderful young man. You know, I'm Thank grateful you. that you guys get to work together. That's so special. Thank you. Yeah. So um, 18, you moved from Mexico City, now in Houston, Texas. Uh, you're working in the restaurant industry. Yes. So you're working in the, the culinary profession. And what is that experience like? What is your role at that time? And then, and how did things yeah, work? Yeah, you know, when, when I, I came to Houston and everything, I, I, I was uh, uh, one of the cooks and I, I, I won a contest as I went to culinary school. Uh, for six months, they, they offered me a position as a chef in Houston, and I took the position. Okay, mm -hmm. so I was just talking about since 1983, 82, 83, mm -hmm. uh, I became a chef. Okay, so I was very, very young. Uh, I didn't know a lot. I knew, 
think at this point I, I know a lot, but I know I don't know everything. Sure. But it's something that you 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 learn and everything. But yeah, those are memoirs that they become the uh, uh, youngest chef in the company. There were over fifteen hundred restaurants in that time in in the country. Uh, but this company has so many many restaurants. There were fifteen hundred restaurants. They had fifteen hundred restaurants. restaurants. And so you were recommended out of culinary school. They saw something in you in culinary school well, that they, led to the job. Yeah, they they were the ones who paid for my culinary school because okay. I was working with them. And when I won the contest, they saw that that I I, I can be more valuable to them. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, taking over a restaurant and that's what I did. That's just incredible. So you were then at uh, even 20 years old yet? Not yet. Not even 20. And and you you took a chef position within that company. That's incredible. So how did things progress there like through your 20s? Okay. You know, I, I was working in there and everything and I I overworked with different different uh, uh, restaurants. Uh, Then they offered me a a job here in Phoenix in '84. Um, same company says we need a we need you in in in, in Phoenix because mm-hmm. uh, there used to be a Seven Avenue Camelbaca restaurant and in Tempe, then another one in Scottsdale, the same company, and said we need you there, we want you there. And I told my wife, I have, you know, Brian was six months old, and, and I said let's do it, let's let's go, let's go. So the Admiral came to Phoenix with with uh, no family here whatsoever. So the first six months was really, really hard to, to get just, just to be just by ourselves. But you know, after that, I, uh, you know, I keep working with the restaurant. Uh, I was traveling for them already to, uh, you know, California to, uh, to, to help with the menus and, and, and make sure that everybody else was following the recipes and everything. So I started at a very young age doing that and be responsible. So yes, that's, that's what I did with, uh, with so this you company. Were, you were in your early twenties. And they were sending you to other states and other locations yes. to really be part of the creative process yes. on their menus. Yes. And then to ensure that there was quality control in, in what they were producing from yes. the kitchen. Yes. That's really, truly remarkable. I mean, that, that's, that shows exceptional talent, um, which I know that you have. So it's not a surprise to me having, having been acquainted with you and gotten to know you over the years. But uh, I think that's, you know, I hope you acknowledge how remarkable that is and well, such an accomplishment for you. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, you never hit me. You know, it was, it was something that I love to do and, 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 and feels good when you go to, to a restaurant and, 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 and people that you don't know. And then you know them and they appreciate what you're teaching them, what you show them and nothing but better their own lives. You know, it's somebody who, who really learned the system and, and really is capable to, to care about things. And better their lives. That's, that's all it is, you know. Somebody else's life is going to get better, and without making anything, any extra money or anything like that. So. Yeah, you're just contributing to their to their life, yes. to elevating their life. Yeah, yes. that's so special. Well, I know you've done that for countless people, so yes. I think that's really yes. remarkable. So you're in Phoenix. You're in the mid '80s. You're doing yes. some travel. Yeah. So I I still working with this company in Phoenix and everything. Uh, then I. I moved to uh, another restaurant here in town, and I opened one in uh, Beverly Hills uh, with this gentleman who owns the uh, this restaurant. And I worked with him for a few years, and then I have a call from the same company in Houston in '88. And he says, "Hey, we want you back in Houston." And I said, "Yes, yeah, I go back to Houston." Yeah. So we did the 1988. I 
pick up my wife and my kids and say, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So we'll, we'll get Was to Margarita Houston. excited about the moves with the kids? Yeah, you know what? We'll work. But I tell you what. What a bad decision it was. It was really bad. What was the motivation to go back to Houston? Was it because I love Houston? But you loved Houston, it was closer to family. I yeah, presume. I yeah. love Houston and everything. But so we got down there, and, and Brian and Edson didn't want to go to school. This was an argument every morning. And so I said, What was what's, what's the issue? What do you guys want to do? We want to go back to Arizona. I said, Let's do it. So three months after I got to uh, Houston, I, I let the uh, lady know, I said, you know what, this is not going to work for my family. It's not happy, and so I have to go back to Arizona. And I go back to Arizona, and you know what? I, no issues whatsoever with my two kids. You know, that's crazy. Yes, yes. Well, yes. I really respect how you prioritize your family at that time of life, because you were still building a career, even though obviously it was already a notable career, and you'd accomplished a lot, and your your services were in demand. Um, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of, People, I think especially maybe men who feel a need to be a provider uh, for their families uh, tend to not necessarily chase the money, but they're always looking for an opportunity to, to move ahead. And sometimes there's sacrifices in that process it, you know, as what? they're trying to build a career. And so I really admire how, how you kept the focus on your family and, and made that the priority. In you are absolutely right about that. You know, family was first and everything. But on. I got back to Phoenix. Uh, I started working in, in this company and then I had to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to travel to different parts of the country like Austin, San Antonio, uh, Salt Lake City, uh, Orange County, uh, Seattle. So I used to travel a whole lot. And yeah, sometimes I, I wasn't home after that for holidays or, or graduation. So, you know, it's, it's still, we, we still talk about that with my two kids and everything, you know, and, uh, but I have to provide to. Okay. Yes. So, so it works both ways. It, it really works both ways when you have to sacrifice uh, a family for, for providing. But yes. you have to provide. You don't provide then what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult thing to balance, especially early in life, you know, as your kids are growing up, because that's kind of the same time frame that we're all trying to make our mark with a career or to get to an income level that is more sustainable. And, you know, we have the ability to maybe save or start to invest or things yes. like that. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So, um, so you did that for a number of years. And then I know... Um, you know, you stayed in the restaurant industry the whole time. Yes. Different, different roles. Um, I know you, you were the executive chef with a, with a regional chain. Yes. Uh, I guess that's fair to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, I was for you an know, extended period of time. It was, it was over 20 years. Yeah. Okay. That I, I helped to grow the concept, uh, you know, create menus. Uh, go and train, uh, you know, back of the house, the front of the house. Uh, so uh, I, I used to be home one week. And one or two weeks out. And that was my life for over 20 years. That's really and hard. when we opened a restaurant, you had to spend three months over there. I mean, three months at a time. Yeah. Okay. And it, it is hard. It is hard. But you know what? At the same time, it's rewarding because you're learning so much. And you, you're improving a lot of people's lives just because they're getting a job. They're getting trained. They're learning something different. Uh, so it's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Well, I think you get to impart not only your knowledge, but your passion and your appreciation for what you do and instill that in other people. And you probably stoke a fire within them, at least the ones that have that that yeah. desire. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, you know, it's, 
I think it's always rewarding to know that you've that you've uh, influenced someone else's life in a positive way. I think it's great that you get that acknowledgement. Um, and I think it's also rare. So the fact that that people from that long ago still reach out and uh and contact you and stay connected speaks to how powerful your impact was in their lives well, i tell you what like i say it's a great feeling and you know i i i, I tell them you know more power to you because just keep keep keep, keep getting better day to day okay don't don't just stop uh, i'm here now and i'm i'm you know i said now we need to learn something new every day every day every day we don't learn we don't learn anything new today then something is missing yeah. It doesn't matter from where or from who. It doesn't really matter who the person is, but you have to learn something that they can say tomorrow. Ah, I got it. I learned something. Okay. Yeah. Even it's this little little thing for me, this big thing. Okay. So that's that's part of life for me. Such a great philosophy on life. What do you feel like you're still learning in this season of life with all that you've accomplished? Well, I tell you, I I, I love everything. I won't change anything. I want to. I want to make sure that what I have right now is not about me anymore. It's about who is working with me, who is in the restaurant making a living out of this little place. That's the most important thing for me. I want to make sure that we keep going and moving, so whoever is working with us is making a living out of there. So they don't have to go and and, and start looking for a new job and and you know start all over again. So that's for me is is, is the key. If I can open one more or two more. I, I want to make sure that whoever comes and work with me, they had to, they had to, they had to get better. They had to better their lives in one way or the other. Learning, uh, you know, taking the guests, making money. You know, for me, that's that's what 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 is left. It's just keep doing uh, what makes me happy to see other people being happy, being uh, living better. So. Yeah, well, that's certainly part of your personal legacy, and I think has been. I think that's a common thread throughout your entire career. Do you have the desire to open more locations? You know what? Yes, I, I, I think still have a little, a little, a little, a little gas left, and I gonna, I gonna open uh, at least one more. And if not this year, it's gonna be the first part of next year. But it's, but it's coming. Do you think it'll be here in Arizona? Or it's here in Arizona. Okay, it's here in Arizona. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, well, I'm sure it will thrive. So I have no, no doubt about that. I think that's really exciting. Well, I tell you what. You know, when we open, we do our friends and family. So. A lot of a lot of guests are going to be uh, get uh, get invited to the opening just for this. Have fun! Oh uh, yeah, it is. We'll, we'll be thrilled for that. So, um, well, and obviously you have a lot of experience because of your corporate career and, yes. and what you did in opening so many locations. I'm sure that that is a, a fun but familiar challenge to you. You know, everything is a challenge, and 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 it doesn't matter how how much do you know or do you know everything you don't know. It's going to be challenges because it's, it's part of life. It's part of, you know, living is part of building that uh, you're going to have challenges. But how you work on it? 
how you how you take care of it is this is 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 the is the difference and and I've already for those challenges you know I'm 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 very already yeah I think I think what you said there is so profound though about how you approach it because we can either resist it you know or complain about it which we see a lot of people do in the world today or you can embrace it and say how can I gain through this and what can I contribute to the process and how can I bring others along and help them to grow and expand yes. in going through whatever challenging experience it is. Yes, yes. you know I I, uh, I worked with a German chef many 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 years ago and he was putting so much pressure on me that he wants me to do more and more and more and more and more and I said man this guy is crazy uh -huh. so uh, why am I talking to you know what Gunter I'm done I said, I really cannot work with you anymore. You want more, more, and more, and it's it's, it's hard. Yeah. He says, I know you. It's hard, but let me give you something. Okay. You take it home. When you go home, open it and put it in your refrigerator. Okay. And I see you tomorrow. I say, okay. So I went home. I say, hey, I wonder he, what he gave me. You know. So I got home and I opened it, and it was a magnet. And the magnet says, a winner never is a queer. In a queer never is a winner. So he starts. You know, shaking my head and say, what, what is this? So I got it. So I don't see him until three days after. And he says, Did you got your mic? I said, Yes, I got it. What do you think? I said, You absolutely right. I said, I'm fine. I'm fine. I said, You know what? I, I might need more direction or whatever, but I, I got it. I said, I'm not a quitter. So okay. that was just a mindset shift yes. for you. Yes. Yeah. And yes. in, in, in leaning yes. into the adversity, yes. right? Yeah. Because it's going to be issues and in, in, in your way, uh, on your daily life and everything. And like they say, you know, how, how do you handle, how you fix it is, is the difference, you know? Because it's easy to quit. It's, it's, it's easy. So, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to see you anymore. I'm done. I'm gone. Yes. But what's going to happen? You have to start all over again. Okay. Yes. And with the same issues or maybe more. So who knows? So might as well to say, you know what, hey, let's 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 work on this, let's fix it, and just keep moving. Because changes are good. Changes are good. Yeah, so, I agree. That's the only constant yeah. that we really have in life is change. change. Everything as we know it today is probably mm -hmm. going to be somewhat different tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's so true. Uh, do you think that that the chef Gunther, right? Do you think he saw more in you? than you saw in yourself at that moment? Yes, I, I think so. You know, we still get in touch. Yeah, he lives in Florida and he was fishing every every week and everything. And you know, it's funny because the last uh, uh, problem they have in Florida with the hurricane, where part of his house was down and everything. And um, so I talked to him and he says, So what are you going to do now? Oh, nothing. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, just let's fix it. And I said, I said Okay, great. It's still the same. So yeah. now, yeah, you know, uh, like I said, great memories, not only Bagante, but other, other, other people, other chefs, other owners that I work with, uh, that I learn a lot from them too. So, yeah, such a great experience. Now you have, uh, you mentioned working with a lot of other chefs. You've also consulted on a number of different restaurant concepts. So tacos and tequila is the theme of Cocina Madrigal, yes. right? So yes. it's uh, Mexican food. Yes, very fresh, very fresh. Uh, really, really enticing recipes and flavors, and just everything is. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan. You know that. Um, but what are some of the other concepts that you've consulted on? Well, I'll tell you what. I open a uh, hop daddy. Hop daddy. Hop daddy. That is, uh, you know, it's very, very fresh, and it's just really, really good product. Great product. Okay. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, yeah. The one of the owners was with me 
two weeks ago. Uh, he called and said, Leo, how are you going to be there Friday? Are you going to be there? I said, no, but I meet you there. So anyway, so we, we were happy. Uh, you know, very great concept. Uh, you know, uh, Roots Christian State House was another great concept that, that, that I did. Uh, and other concepts that, that you know, I, I don't want to mention, but, but yeah, I did a lot of, a lot of consulting, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of work. A lot well, of work. I know you've influenced another a number of local restaurants. Yes. I know that. So, um, and then um, Ruth's Chris, can you talk about that experience? Yeah, I, I, I tell you what. You know what? That experience is a. Uh, it was a steaks and 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 everything was fresh too because we didn't we didn't get any any frozen. You know, when I was, when I was there, we get the uh, the strips the, the whole. Uh, porterhouse. So we had to cut everything, everything every day. You're so cutting it by hand. By hand. My yeah. hand, everything was, you know, and, and those one is one of those things that, that I, I at this point, uh, for me, it's nothing fresh. Yeah, I would lie if I say I get fresh shrimp. It's not, you know, a shrimp is frozen and it's nothing we can do. You can get fresh, but it is a pain in the butt to just uh, yeah, get fresh shrimp. We're a little ways from the ocean yeah. here in the middle yeah. of the desert. So, but yeah, <laughs> no, so, you know, it was a great experience, uh, uh, you know, and that, and, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything, you know, whatever I did, I, uh, I would do it again. Yeah. Wonderful. What's uh? What do you feel is the greatest adversity that you faced in life, and how you overcame it? Well, I, I tell you what, I I I think uh, it is a lot, a lot of challenges in life, and adversity can be every single day. Uh, you know, uh, being from a little town, um, not having a lot of experience, and you know, the English uh, language is 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 you know. This point is not a hundred percent on me, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of adversities and everything. But it, instead of complaining or do, you know, go and say thanks around, I, 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 I learned. You know, I was a gentleman. Uh, his name is uh, Robert uh, Suter, Bob Suter, and Leo. Yes, I want to speak Spanish. I say I want to speak English. Say, okay, from now on, Leo, I will say something in Spanish, and you tell me now. You don't say it that way. Okay. You say it this way, Bob. And when you say something in English, say Leo, you have to say it this way. So this one was the first ones that I, that I got with Bob Surer and everything. I, I still remember him. And, you know, last time I saw him was in Austin, you know, years ago. And, uh, yes, great memories. A lot, a lot of people that I've been blessed to, to have on my life. Mm. Yeah. Well, you bless a lot of lives now. I, I know that. And, uh, it certainly reflects in the work that you do. Do you have some specific goals or aspirations that you you that you have your sights set on now? I know you mentioned opening up another location or two. Yeah, yeah like, there are other things that you're yeah. working on. You know, like, like say, you know, I, I want to open one or two more restaurants, and I want to do because I really enjoy working with people. I, I really enjoy teaching. Um, I want them to 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 get better. I want I want to say, you know what? If I did it twenty years ago, thirty years ago, I want to say when I'm 90, if I made through that, hey, I remember you. Yeah. You work with me. You know what? I, I you learn from me. Okay. And and that's what I want. That's what I really want. You know, I want my guests to to leave the restaurant happy and say, you know what? Ah, I can't wait till I come back. Oh man, I love those wild mushroom enchiladas. They're so good. You know, they, <laughs> they are they incredible. are because you oh, know what? Also yeah. incredible. You know, and, and, and I tell you really quick about my venue now is uh when before I open and everything, I say Mexican food. If you get a taco with carne asada, salsa, onions, and cilantro, 
you can go and get a taco anywhere, anywhere. I mean, you can go any, any taqueria, anywhere you can get that. So I said, I got it, I got it. Go to my roots when I was a kid in Oaxaca and everything, what is fresh. And yeah, we don't have a gorgonzola cheese in Oaxaca, but it's something that we use gorgonzola cheese here in the, in the United States a lot in my, in my career, you know, and nothing better than beef than the run. So when I was, uh, you know, doing my taco, somebody says, are you crazy? Man? That was going to order that. I said, I will wait and see. And I tell you what, uh, that state taco, the beef, beef tenderloin state taco with a pomegranate mm-hmm. marinade and uh, chipotle yoli, peppers and onions, peppers and onions, and we're going to go cheese and top. I mean, it's so good. It's just like, wow. So, I so agree. This is my favorite taco. So it is different. You know, it is different. Like the wild mushroom enchilada. You know, my barbacoa enchilada, it, it's just beef chuck. And we cook every night. 12 to 14 hours. So every day, every day is fresh. Every day, every day, every day. And challenges in the restaurant? Yes, I have a challenge. My kitchen is very small. I have only one oven. And yeah. the, moment, the, the moment the oven goes out, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Yes. Okay? Because the oven is on 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. Okay? So it is. But, uh, you know, so so the menu that we have now is fresh. It's, it's really fresh, flavorful, and innovative because... Uh, like I say, the shrimp, yeah, I would be lying to you. It's fresh, but it's not. Everything else is fresh and cooked to order. It's fresh um, frozen shrimp. Yeah. It's fresh from the sea, then they freeze it to get it here. Yeah. 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 You know, corn tortillas are handmade and made to order. So when you come and order tacos and enchiladas, I have a lady or two who are there uh, making the tortillas right there in that moment. So they're coming out of the comal or the plancha and, and get it ready, send it to your table. So it's like, it is a, it's a great flavor. It is, it is a great feeling to, to accomplish that. You know, the restaurants that I work in the past, uh, I want to make guacamole to order. Yeah. When you when you order guacamole, yeah. I want somebody to start chopping and putting everything together and cutting the avocado and just mash it up and put it together and send it out. And I was called different names that I was crazy and everything. Yeah, you're crazy. You never want to do that. When I accomplished that, when you order guacamole, uh, cocina Madrid, it's it's made fresh, fresh, fresh. Yeah, you fresh, can tell fresh that that yeah. moment right there, you know, and everything. And chips are cooked every morning, and so it, so it is fresh. It is fresh. Yeah. Well, it makes a difference. I mean, you you feel the the love in the food, as I said before. Uh, the freshness certainly stands out. The care of the staff. I mean, you as a leader have instilled that in your staff, and it resonates and it, and it comes through on the receiving end as a as a customer. Um, it, it, you definitely feel it and, uh, the, the food is remarkable. So, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes for anybody that's not familiar uh, oh, with the you. restaurant or for people that are listening, maybe from out of the area that come to the area. And so they'll know, know how to get in touch and, and enjoy the experience. Yeah. But well, it's really okay. incredible. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I always had the opportunity to, to thank everyone in the restaurant who were with me back and forth in the house to all of them that serve what we're going right now. Uh, because they really, really uh, care about my guests. And, you know, for me, that's that's the biggest thing they can have is somebody come through the door, being part of our family and make them well, welcome and make sure that they're 100%. Uh, for me, it's, 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 that's everything. It's all I want. Mm. It's all I want. You know, Leo, you mentioned uh, teaching and how much you love to teach. Um, is, there, is there another opportunity that you see outside of the restaurant or in addition as a complement to the restaurant that, that you would like to pursue um, in addition to creating amazing food and the the incredible accomplished career that you've yeah, had you know what would be a I want it, I want to do different things but I don't think it's a 
I don't think it's enough time. But you know what? If I have the time, I I, I will really um, open like a farm and grow peppers and everything. So can kids coming and talk about how it's grown, the corn, the peppers, the lettuce, because we don't see any of that, okay? Mm -hmm. And I would love to do that, you know, coming these kids from the school and everything, or anybody who want to come in and say, how do you start the growth? How do you start getting the, the, the dirt ready to, to, to plant the seed? And how do you take care after that and everything? That would be a great time for me. Yeah. Relaxing for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be therapeutic <laughs> to be the farmer. Yeah, you'd yeah. have a true farm to yeah. table then. Yeah, nah. yeah, that's incredible. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah, I love yes. that. So I know your family's a huge priority to you. Um, yeah. As you think about your personal legacy, uh, what are the things that are most important to you? Okay, well, the most important to me that my kids and my wife, you know, they're they're okay. That they learn that we have to work for what we want. Okay. And I know my two boys and my daughter, uh, they, they learned that, that I'm very proud of them. You know, Edson, my oldest son has his own uh, restaurant and he's very proud and I'm very proud of him because he's doing an outstanding job. Uh, Brian, uh, you know, he's working with, uh, a big company, uh, in, 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 in the United States. And hopefully, I hope he leaves the company and come full time. Uh, with us, uh, and you know, he will be the uh, legacy of of the Telco Cinema Regal in the future. You know, and my daughter who lives in New York now after graduation. Uh, you know, I I saw her two weeks ago. She came for the holidays, and I said, "Hey, don't leave. Stay here with us." And she says, "I had to follow my dream, and I respect that. Mm. I respect that. I think that that has to that has to be fulfilling to you. I think because I of your life story and how you followed your dream and what yes, an example you set yes, for them. Yes, that's what I told my wife. You know what? And my wife says, you know, "I wish you could stay here." But, you know, we have to we have to follow our paths. We have to develop ourselves. We have to make sure that we take care of ourselves and what what are we going to do tomorrow? You know, where we are today, what are we going to be tomorrow, and day after tomorrow. Okay, and that's the, uh, the, 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 my kids learn and everything. And, you know, you know, because of my kids, but I'm very proud of them because I, I, you know, like Brian, I mean, I, the way he speaks and, 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 and transports himself is, is, is just amazing. How I see my kid and I say, oh my God, this is my son. The way he talks, the way he, uh, uh he's so special, you know, you know, because by the, Took is not a special, but that's that's what it is, okay. And yeah. you know, Brian, uh, it was a hard times too. You know, tell me, don't 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 tell that I was not having a hard time. But a few years ago, before I opened the restaurant, I I have a hard time. I I I uh, you know having a hard time with my daughter because the demand of of going to school and and supporting her and everything economic. And uh, you know, Brian came over and says, that don't worry about it." I took care just don't even worry about it. I'll do everything for her. Yeah. Yeah. So for two years, Brian supported his took, sister. Took everything away from me. You know, you're talking about cell phone and anything, anything. You know, she wants to go see a a singer or you know, Brian would say, you don't problem. You know, for two years my son was there and everything, and he he took care of my daughter. So that's incredible. Yeah. Yes. The the selfless act, right? You know, that uh that you've instilled great values and you've raised great humans when you see that yeah. show up. Well, I, I tell you but hopefully they will make a difference between the community because that's what I want. You know, I want somebody who can help, who can teach, 
who can somebody goes down, pick it up and say, you know what, we want to work together. We want to learn. We want to we want to get you out of here. Okay. And that's what we need to do. That's 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 what I expect from my from my two boys and my daughter. That when somebody is not feeling that great, say, you know what, can, what can I do for you? Let me, let me, let me help you. Let me talk to you. What can I do? And and that's that's all I ask. I mean, that's simple as that. Yeah. Well, I have no doubt they will. They certainly had a fine example to follow in the way that you lived your life and the, the impact that you have made and continue to make in the community. So um, I'm really grateful for this time with you. It's been a wonderful conversation. I'm always thankful for our time together. Well, thank you so much. You know, I, I, I'm blessed to have a, a you know, person like yourself, uh, you know, next to me and come to my restaurant. And, you know, for me, it's not price. It's only feeling. So, so thank you so much. Yes. Truly my honor. It's been great to have you, Leo. Thank you. Thank you.